This episode is sponsored by ExpressVPN and by HelloFresh. Hello. Just going straight to the headlines is something we generally only do in the second half of Weekly Weird News. But here's a recent headline from the tech website, The Register. British Army develops AI shotgun drone with machine vision for indoor use. Hmm. Good. Yeah, cool. Great. As if the current week, current year, current decade, and current century weren't already a constant source of anxiety, now we've got to contemplate the possibility of someday maybe getting gunned down by a hexacopter drone indoors. Sure. Uh, probably after first being chased down and cornered by some robot dogs. Yeah, one of those Boston Dynamics dogs. You see those things on the street? They're terrifying. Get them out. But, uh, Ban them. The shotgun drone, very good for protecting your property from cow tippers. You load it with some rock salt. Yeah. You teach those damn kids to stay off your uh, land. I'm excited when Amazon makes their first shotgun drone. They've already got the patrol they sh- drone. They shoot the packages straight through your door. Just put a single shotgun pellet in there, scare off the, the burglars. Just a little rock salt. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. rock salt. Yeah. Barely even break the skin. This story at first broke in the UK's The Times newspaper, which is, of course, behind a paywall. But thanks to people on Twitter, we do have screenshots like this uh, one graphic explaining how this remote control warrior would work. The drone would be remotely operated by military or police personnel. It uses AI to fly and remain stable in indoor environments, which is difficult for big drones due to how air moves in confined spaces. It identifies targets using machine vision technology, similar to how self-driving cars work. And it's meant to be used in urban environments and sent into buildings before troops. Oh, and what's this? Shotgun could be interchangeable with rocket or chain gun in future? Cool! Hmm. I love the future. See, yeah, much like Boston Dynamics' terrifying robots aren't actually autonomous yet. This shotgun drone named the I-9, it still does need to be operated by a human being uh, who is also in charge of actually firing the gun. But, uh, yeah, the operator will be getting uh, a lot of much-needed help from the artificial intelligence. Heavy drones suffer from what's called wall suck, which just sounds sexual, but it's it's (laughs) what happens when drones are flying in confined spaces. It causes them to crash due to, like, air displacement. They've got Porky's disease. I got the wall suck. (laughs) But uh, the AI apparently can counteract that in some way. Still, when you remove, like, one step remove of having to pull the trigger, like drone pilots and stuff, it's like... Things can... This is a little iffy. I didn't shoot them. The drone did it. I'm going to go home to my my house in the suburbs of Las Vegas and sleep like a baby. (laughs) Ruined a wedding today. Uh, What's even more impressive, though, is that in order for this to work, there's also the issue of Newton's third law of motion. For every action, there is an equal and opposite reaction, which in the case of guns, particularly shotguns, means a lot of recoil. A person firing a shotgun absorbs that recoil with their body, but a hovering drone uh, would probably need to direct its rotors to full forward power at the exact moment a shot is fired, which this drone's AI presumably can do. One thing it can supposedly do fully autonomously, though, is ram into enemy drones to knock them out of the air, which is cool. Yeah. It's like, all right, get it. Take the battle bots into the sky. Yeah. This is how war should be fought. Yes. Just remove all humans from it. In an arena. Robots only. Yeah. In Minecraft. Mm-hmm. As for how useful something like this would actually be, uh, we have no idea. Uh, it seems like just hiding around a corner and hitting it with a stick might be all it takes to disable it. Or even better, just hit it with a shotgun on your own. Yes. Done. But Anything. S- yeah. Still, I, the idea of small drones with weapons attached is pretty unsettling. But it's also nothing new. Uh, way back in 2015 on our old channel, we talked about this consumer drone here that has a handgun attached to it that just some hobbyists put together. 
More recently, we covered the Throwflame TF-19, an eight-rotor drone with a flamethrower that can throw a 25-foot flame for over a minute straight, which you can order right now off the internet for $1,500. Cool. Uh, small arm drones ha have also been out on the battlefield for a while now. ISIS has for years been using cheap consumer drones to drop grenades on their enemies, so it's not surprising at all that the people fighting ISIS might want something like that for themselves. Meanwhile, a few years back, uh, the Belarusian military showed off this drone with a rocket launcher attached. <laughs> looks so silly. And uh, the Russians have this fixed-wing drone with an automatic shotgun built in. And that's just the stuff that we know about. Drones that can shoot are just something we're going to have to accept as part of the dystopian present we've ended up in. And again, just put them in an arena in the desert somewhere and let them fight it out and put a little flag on it so you know who won. Yeah. And then we all this can be solved without uh, killing humans. I've been playing a lot of Star Wars Squadrons since it dropped last week, and uh, I feel like I'd probably be pretty good as a drone operator for one of these bullet drones if I'm going up against other drones. Yeah. So uh, taking any offers you got, military. Yeah. Semper Fi. They, they do watch YouTube. They have been watching Mr. Beast's channel and really trying to... Groom him into being a uh, representative for the military. So maybe he will. Uh, in other dystopian news, though, if you happen to be in the very niche and specific sex kink of having your penis locked up in a chastity cage that only your partner can unlock, maybe think twice before purchasing the Kiwi Cellmate Internet Connected Male Chastity Lock. That is, unless you're really into the idea of having absolutely no control over whether or not you're allowed to get hard. Recently, security researchers discovered that the device, which is designed to make getting a full erection painful and or impossible, is vulnerable to getting hacked. Oh, good. Mm -hmm. But good thing that's, that's my specific fetish, having my dick hacked. Or you're um, an entire faith of people that doesn't allow people to get boners and you just strap them on all of the youth. Yeah, it's a horseshoe theory, but with sex. Mm -hmm. It's like uh, just extremely conservative Christians and the most depraved people in the world. Yeah. Both of them. No boners. Mm -hmm. So the idea behind the cellmate, which is a great name, is that you give someone else control over whether you're locked in and they use a smartphone app to lock or unlock it. But as the cybersecurity company Pentest Partners discovered, multiple security flaws in the app could allow hackers to not only lock and unlock the cellmate remotely, but also block anyone else from having any control over it. And uh, from The Verge, quote, Even worse, as the chastity cage does not come with a manual override or physical key, locked-in users have few options to break out. One is to cut through the cage's hardened steel shackle, an operation that would require bolt cutters or an angle grinder, and that is made trickier by the fact that the shackle in question is fastened tightly around the wearer's testicles. The other, discovered by Pentest Partners, is to overload the circuit board that controls the lock's motor with three volts of electricity, around two AA batteries worth. So I, I hope you're really kinky because it's going to be painful to get that yeah. thing off. Yeah, I mean, that sucks because especially if you have to cut it off, well, bolt cutters are one thing, but like using an angle grinder, I had, uh, when I was like a teenager, my friend put fucking handcuffs on me and, at, hey, guess what? No key. So he his, swallowed it? <laughs> I have no idea, but uh, the smart thinking of his dad fucking idiot, decided to just get a grinder out and just, like, try to grind through the actual part that was attached. Made it red hot and burned my skin all up and down my yes, arm. There was a lot of sparks. Too. Filled with pus. I still have scars, although they've healed quite well. But I don't sense. see any handcuffs on your, your wrist. I mean, I guess it worked. But, uh, yeah, very traumatic experience. Uh, very stupid. Could have just... I don't know, called the police on the non-emergency line and then been like, hey, look, I'm a fucking idiot. Yeah. I'm like 13, just 
it's Florida, though, so they put it. They would have put you in that database where they uh, check, oh, yeah, they yeah. check in on you every like yeah they would have tortured me two weeks for the rest of your life. But yeah, having your dick caught in that not exactly something that you would want to have happen. No, it's that the scarring you got on your wrist. Imagine that on your nutsack. No. Oh well. Anyways, Kiai or Chiai Quibi. The, Quibi. We're just going to call him Quibi. <laughs> yeah, sure. The Chinese company who makes the Cellmate. They've uh, apparently been aware of this issue for several months now, and they updated the app back in June. But users who haven't yet updated are still vulnerable. And as long as there's still users who haven't updated, Quibi can't, in good <laughs> conscience, disable their old API completely because it will fix the security flaw, but it will also lock in anyone whose dick happens to currently be caged. Meanwhile, though... There's no evidence yet that any hackers actually ever exploited the security flaw, but it sounds like the app is also just really unreliable in general, even when working as intended, based on uh, some reviews that TechCrunch found. The app stopped working completely after three days, and I am stuck, said one user. Another said they got already stuck twice when wearing it due to the unreliable app. It worked for about a month until I almost got stuck in it. Thankfully, it unlocked itself randomly, and I was able to get out of it. The device left a bad scar that took nearly a month of recovery, said another review. It's horrifying. But also, you, like, anyway, five stars. That was, that was great. Yeah, uh, you, <laughs> Everything you I ever say want. unreliable. I say working as intended because yeah. the, the Chinese company behind this is probably like, hey, we need to lock up people's cocks. Like, we yeah, got to do it. As many Americans that, as possible who have their cocks locked up. I'm saying in China, and the American kink market is just a nice side game. Oh, I was thinking, like, they, they start marketing this to, like, American troops. So when the Chinese army finally invades the U.S. Just like, kill me. Yeah, the <laughs> troops, they're like, oh, they're like yeah. get, get to your battle station. We're being attacked. They're like, yeah. but I'm stuck. No, I'm, think, I'm thinking it's, like, one of those, like, social, like, uh, where you get, like, zero stars on your social app in China. And they're like, well, you got to lock your dick up. We don't want you getting anyone pregnant. But if you if you turn things around, we can remotely unlock it. And That I wouldn't put past them because, mm-hmm. like, you know, they up until very recently, China was uh, very controlling over, like, fertility and stuff like that. So, like, I'm telling you, I Elliot. I can see them bringing that back and being like, you, low credit score, undesirable, no kids for you. And the only way we can be sure yeah. is by putting... Quibby's sex toy on your penis. And that's the thing is, like, everyone's laughing at it. But seriously, this is probably what's going on. Like, yeah. look, conspiracy hat. They're like, hey, isn't it funny that this thing doesn't work? Yeah, We're that's, working that, as intended. that's the real story. Yeah. But speaking of horrible things, remember murder hornets? Yes. I mean, it's been a long year. But back in May, Americans learned that in addition to the ongoing pandemic, we also had to worry about Asian giant hornets, a.k.a. murder hornets, which are not native to North America and could potentially ravage the honeybee population here. Beekeepers in the Pacific Northwest last year started noticing their hives getting destroyed with piles of decapitated bee carcasses left behind on the ground. Local wildlife experts have also identified dead murder hornets in the area, and yeah, they are huge and terrifying, and they definitely live up to their name. Also, their stings are venomous, and they can kill you if enough of them sting you. These things are too big. Very fun times, guys. They're like some dinosaur-era mm-hmm. bugs. Anyway, it's been a few months since the alarm bells really started ringing, and our latest murder hornet update comes via a New York Times report about the increased urgency of the experts who are trying to track down and stop these monsters. As the article describes it, right now is the time of year when the murder hornets are about to enter what's known as their slaughter phase. Mm, fun. Where they attack beehives, decapitate every bee inside, and harvest the eggs, larvae, and pupae of the bees for food. So, yeah, if you've ever watched videos of Asian giant hornets attacking a hive, it's very hardcore. 
Uh, but unlike the Asian bees that they usually attack, American bees, they don't even have the defense mechanism of crowding around the murder hornets to overheat them. Lazy they're, American they're bees. Yeah. yeah. They, they expect the government to come and fix it for them. And that's what's happening right now. We're, they're trying. Those bees are on the dole. Yeah. If enough honeybees in the Pacific Northwest get murdered, that could be very bad news for crops in the area. Luckily, it sounds like there is some progress being made. After reports of murder hornet sightings on a property just south of Vancouver, the agriculture department showed up and were able to catch a murder hornet alive. So they, they waterboarded it. <laughs> where, where do you live? They played baby shark on repeat for this hornet. <laughs> Tell us where the nest is. Please stop, please. No, they attempted to glue a tracking device to it so that it would lead them back to the nest. But unfortunately, due to how much the hornet was struggling, uh, they screwed up. They weren't able to get it attached properly. And they also did an oopsie and glued the hornet's wings together so it couldn't fly anywhere. Yeah. So that's a bust. Yeah. Sorry, Mr. Hornet. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm going to keep you as a thing to scare my grandkids. With. No, you put it around by the nest so they, as a as a to show the other murder yeah. hornets that this something is your, bad could happen. This is what happens when you try to fuck a man in the ass. We don't just kill you. We glue your wings together so yeah. that you die of starvation. Look at him. He can't do shit. Just cries mm-hmm. all day. Samson lost his hair. Mm-hmm. Look at him. He's writhing around. He can't do anything. He's going to starve down there. <laughs> Humans were the go real back to all Asia. Along. Go back to Asia. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you got here in the first place. Go back. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that first attempt with the glue, kind of a bust. But they uh, they say they've got baited traps set up throughout the area where they think these guys are. They're pretty confident they'll be able to catch at least one more hornet in the next few weeks so they can try this again and get the glue on the right part of the bee this time, yeah. not the wings. They've also set up a dedicated emergency hotline for beekeepers to call if a hive is being attacked by murder hornets. And they've also advised beekeepers to track it, don't whack it. Uh, in other words, observe what direction the bees are flying out or the hornets are flying off to, and uh, don't try to kill them yourselves. Because as we noted last time that we covered murder hornets, a beekeeper in Vancouver Island who tried to take out a nest while wearing as much protective gear as possible still said that the stings he got were the most painful out of the tens of thousands of times he's been sung throughout his long beekeeping career. Yeah, so, so don't mess with them. Yeah, not worth it. But just track them. Not worth it, buddy. Just follow them and keep the headlights off so they don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But while protecting yourself from murder hornets isn't something that most of us have to worry about yet, uh, protecting your online activity with a good VPN is something that everyone should be doing. Luckily, this episode is sponsored by ExpressVPN. Now, there's tons of VPN providers out there. You've probably heard of a couple of them. And some of you, you've probably used a VPN before. But ExpressVPN is the best VPN on the market, and here's why. ExpressVPN doesn't log your data. Lots of cheap or free VPNs, they make money by selling your data to ad companies. Kind of defeats the purpose. Yeah. ExpressVPN developed a technology called Trusted Server that makes it impossible for their servers to log any of your info. The second is speed. We've tried VPNs in the past, then we switched to ExpressVPN. The other VPNs, slow, sluggish. They make your phone run slow. You can't do anything. Yeah. And we've been using ExpressVPN for years now, and it doesn't affect the speeds really at all. It's blazing It's blazing fast. You forget that it's on. Even when connecting to servers thousands of miles away, you can still stream HD quality videos with zero lag. And the last thing that really sets ExpressVPN apart from other VPNs is how easy it is to use. Unlike other VPNs, you don't have to input or program anything. You just fire up the app, click one button to connect, beep, bop, boop, you're on. It's so easy, even your grandparents could use it. And it's not just us saying this. Wired, The Verge, CNET, and many other tech experts rate ExpressVPN the number one VPN in the world. 
So protect yourself with the VPN that we use and trust. Use our link, expressvpn.com slash newsday today and get an extra three months free on a one-year package. That's expressvpn.com slash newsday. Visit expressvpn.com slash newsday to learn more. And this episode is also sponsored by HelloFresh. Hello. Get fresh, pre-measured ingredients and mouth-watering seasonal recipes delivered right to your door with HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. HelloFresh lets you skip those trips to the grocery store and makes home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. HelloFresh cuts out the stressful meal planning and grocery store trips so you can enjoy cooking and get dinner on the table in about 30 minutes or less. Break out of that recipe rut and try new things with so many delicious options to choose from each week. There's something for everyone, including low-calorie, vegetarian, and kid-friendly recipes. And restaurants might be closed or limited where you live, but HelloFresh's gourmet recipes, like their balsamic fig sirloin, are over 60% cheaper than your average meal out. So you can enjoy a restaurant-quality dinner for less. I had a wonderful, wonderful fish dish this uh, fish early, dish. earlier this week, and uh, I've never really like fr- tried to fry anything at home before. Mm. But uh, it was great. Coated it in uh, like the panko breadcrumbs and some other spice that they had on there, and uh, straight up fried it, and it was incredible. Best fish sticks I've ever had because it was fresh fish, and I did it myself. It was. Yeah. I loved it. It was great, and also. Literally, anytime there's an Asian bowl on there, I always make sure to add one to the menu because it's easy, yeah. it's fast. Those it's are always the best. Yeah. It's like 15 minutes, and it's so good. Yeah. Anyway, go to HelloFresh.com slash 80Newsday and use code 80Newsday, that's 80Newsday, to get a total of $80 off across five boxes, including free shipping on your first box. Additional restrictions apply. Please visit HelloFresh.com for more details. Again, that is $80 off across five boxes, including free shipping on your first box by going to HelloFresh.com slash 80Newsday and using code 80Newsday. Check those out. Uh, and now let's get back to the news. And speaking of news, how about some good news? Hey. We don't get much of that anymore, right? Yeah. And to be fair, in the context of uh, Facebook, good news usually means fixing a problem that they enabled in the first place and also doing it way too late. Yeah. And that's exactly what's happening here. Facebook has finally banned QAnon. And if for some reason you're still completely unaware of what QAnon is, you're probably better off just living with that. Yeah. Just enjoy not being aware. But it's essentially a completely baseless conspiracy theory uh, about how Donald Trump is secretly taking down a global cabal of satanic Illuminati pedophiles. That's just a one-line explanation, though. It gets much weirder than than that the more you look into it. And uh, it also continues to make even less sense the further down you go. Yeah. It's basically a bunch of previously distinct conspiracy theories rolled up into one at this point, including a ton of wild predictions that have never come true. Yeah, just a 0.0 batting average. And it's all incredibly stupid, even if you're just mildly capable of critical thinking. But it's gotten very popular, thanks in large part to Facebook. And it's, it's kind of, in my eyes... A lot of when people get wrapped up into it is the same reason that they get wrapped up into the flat earth shit. It's something to do. It's It's something to belong to where no one judges you. In fact, the crazier you are, the higher you rise in the ranks. Yeah, you feel like you're doing something important um, with like a group of people. You feel like you're changing the world, but you're not. It's one of those things where like you come in, you're like, man. And then everyone puts their hands on your shoulder and you're like, all right, well, that feels good. Yeah, cool. I belong. What do you mean this is a cult? And they have merchandise. They have merchandise. I can get it on my on a mug. (laughs) Damn. So to be clear, Q, the the fake government agent whose posts form the basis of QAnon, uh, that person started off posting on 4chan. They later moved to 8chan, which was shut down and replaced by 8kun. All of which are some of the worst places on the internet, and not where your average person, especially your average boomer, would ever end up. 
QAnon was able to spread so far and wide among normies, though, thanks to Q content showing up on other sites like YouTube and Facebook. In fact, it is safe to say at this point that your average Q person has never been to 8kun and has been radicalized entirely through social media. Yeah, the the millennial generation and I, I assume Generation Z has definitely come up through 4chan. Like, everyone in their 30s or 20s has definitely had their one, time there. One but. of the big Q sites, uh, was like QDrops.info or some shit, mm-hmm. got taken down recently. And uh, a lot of like boomer Q people were like, they actually went to 8kun. And they were like, oh my God, wait, this is where it comes from? Yeah. Ah, this website's hard to navigate. There's a lot of nasty stuff on here. I mean, I like their you laugh, you lose uh, board topic, but this other like extremely racist stuff is kind of yeah. weird. Yeah, and also a surge in interest in QAnon over the past several months. Uh, it's been directly tied to people just spending a lot more time at home and on Facebook during the pandemic and just getting sucked into Facebook's recommendation algorithm. It's Facebook's fault. Yeah. They did this. There's a lot of things that the pandemic has amplified as far as, like, just people need to get back out in the world eventually and safely. But, like, yeah, stuff like this where people are just trapped in their homes and just digesting, like, this uh, this kind of content is very bad. Yeah, I've, uh, I've read a few articles about just how quickly people can fall into the Q rabbit hole, too. Like, they'll, they'll actually track their, their Facebook posting over a period of time and yeah, just be like... Yeah, there was like, like a, a guy in a band or something that went from... It was the, it, yes, the, this, uh, the pipeline, Facebook pipeline. Yeah, so that, that was an article by David Ferrier, the guy, the documentary guy behind like Tickled and uh, mm-hmm. Dark Tourist, but he's a journalist in New Zealand. And yeah, he wrote... There's some musician in New Zealand, this like older guy now running in this new... They have a political party in New Zealand that's entirely built around Q. But he, yeah, he went back and investigated this guy's entire online presence over the course of the last year. And it was like March or yeah, April. Yeah, he like, pin, was like pinpoints like where he starts showing curiosity and then within like four weeks, the dude is fully in it. Yeah. Anyways, we say uh, radicalized about all this because uh, for over a year, the FBI has specifically viewed QAnon as a domestic terror threat. And there's already been multiple murders and attempted violent crimes committed by Q followers. A lot of people are worried, understandably, that the result of the upcoming election could spur a wave of QAnon violence. So it's good that as of this week, Facebook is going ahead and removing any pages, groups, and Instagram accounts representing the QAnon movement. Although Instagram seems to be doing not as great of a job. Yeah. Uh, back in August, they specifically started going after QAnon groups that discuss potential violence, but this new policy is a blanket ban. And as for how well Facebook will actually enforce these new rules, uh, obviously we don't have a ton of faith based on everything else that Facebook has ever done, but I mean, it's a start. Yeah. But it's way too late. It's like, yeah. may, like county fucking sheriffs and, and city police chiefs and stuff are, like, doing interviews with the news with, like, QAnon merchandise behind them. Yeah, and, like, and it's also, like, it's 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 not, like, there's... It's not direct the exact same thing, but there's a ton of overlap between QAnon and then just the wider conservative uh, brain poison where it's, like, everyone's Antifa and getting paid by Soros and yeah. they're, they're the ones setting the fires and stuff. And it, it's basically an umbrella of every white, right-wing conspiracy... Uh, all in one place. And, uh, yeah, it's understandably making people go insane. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it's also yeah, one of those things where, like, it's it. like, it's like, oh, you think I'm crazy? Well, I'll show you how crazy I really am. <laughs> it's just like, cue it on. Here yeah. I go. And, and they show up to the rallies, and uh, people are like, hey, cool. Yeah. New fans. Trump loves it. And their leader, Quail Man. <laughs> 
Ugh. John Quincy Adams. Mm-hmm. Uh, meanwhile, though, Facebook has finally agreed to ban all political ads starting on November 3rd when the polls <laughs> close for the 2020 cool. election. Immediately, as soon as all the polls are closed, it's yeah. like, okay, that's it. No more ads. Wow. We're, we finished that one last job. Got that big payday. No more ads. Mm-hmm. It, it's kind of like Spirit Halloween promising to end costume sales on November 1st. Yeah. Very brave of them. If it was closer to that, Facebook would be like, hey, guys, political ads on sale. 50% yeah. off. Let's go. Get them while you can. Yeah. You're not going to be able to get these pretty soon. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see if they stick to their policy long enough for it to even matter at all. Like, it's gonna, it has to be at least two years before the midterm U.S. elections happen. Um, and I'm not clear on whether this applies to all countries' political ads or just ours, but... Uh, Okay, but they also say that they're going to be more proactive about limiting disinformation about the election's results, like after it happens. Because as you're hopefully aware, due to the amount of voting by mail happening this year, we might not know who won this election for several days as all the ballots are opened up and counted. It's going to take a while. So there's yeah. a big risk of certain, certain politicians uh, declaring victory or insinuating victory prematurely to sway public opinion. So uh, Facebook says that they plan to stop that from happening. I don't, I don't we'll, believe We'll them. see, I guess. Yeah, I don't believe that. I did just get my ballot in the mail. Yeah, I got it's mine. Very convenient. You can uh, you can track it online to see where it is. Yeah, there's, I, I was very impressed by that. Uh, and they have uh, the boxes are actually everywhere where you can drop it off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, California's doing great. Uh, Seems like a, a good system. A lot of other states, some of which really matter, are uh, going the opposite way. And also, setting up one single ballot drop box for populations of hundreds of thousands of people. Also, it's actually... Great, because I remember, you know, years in the past when I would go vote is because, I, you know, as anyone else does when you're younger, usually you usually and statistically only show up for the presidential election. Mm-hmm. So I'd show up and be like, yeah, uh, dude, wait, hold on. What's all this other Whoa. stuff? <laughs> now I, they send you the book and you can yeah. sit there and make an educated choice on everything that you're having to vote on. But just go to the DSA website. Mm-hmm. They'll tell you exactly what to vote for. Uh, anyways, back to QAnon, uh, though. In addition to Facebook, Etsy is also pulling QAnon merch from its website. Now, uh, we're not big Etsy people, but apparently items featuring QAnon or its dumb slogan, where we go one, we go all, they were somewhat popular there. <laughs> the shirts at Trump rallies had to come from somewhere after all. Yeah, that's, I was like, wait, what? I was like, oh yeah, no reputable clothing company is selling this shit. It has to be Etsy. You buy it on the side and of the, the road. Mug and I got a little cute candle. You buy it on the side of the road right next to the giant flag that has Trump as Rambo. Yeah, probably. Mm-hmm. Probably. I think they, like those stores. Oh, man. That store we visited during uh, your wedding. Oh, in North it, Georgia? Yeah. It, it, the store that was just entirely... It's like there's a store like this in every town in America where it's all shirts for boomer dads that are like a lot of them are just about grilling, but then Daddy's but a lot of them are just like xenophobic, borderline racist. They're just aggressive shirts. I yeah. wonder if those places have been taken over by Q stuff. Uh, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Shit. Uh, yeah. Meanwhile, Etsy has also cracked down on merchandise related to the far right group, the Proud Boys, as have Amazon, Teespring and eBay. So Trump's stand back and stand by shout out to the Proud Boys last week's debate seems to be backfiring just a little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Uh, it's a uh, you want to see something wild I don't know if, if you have Showtime yeah. there's uh, the circus mm-hmm. every week and on the last episode uh, for the debate uh, one of the contributors on the circus watched the debate with Steve Bannon and it's a uh, that that part is real interesting to watch yeah All Gas No Breaks also did a Proud Boys video recently I haven't watched it yet oh it's but, great uh, it's like uh, he gets one of the one of the guys caught in like a little conundrum and he's like well, I'd like to end this interview 
Anyway, over on Twitter, who has actually done an okay job at stamping out QAnon, uh, their big task right now is dealing with all the people who are openly wishing that the president dies of COVID-19. Mm-hmm. As you would assume, death threats and death wishes were already against the Twitter TOS. But the news that they were going to really be like especially vigilant about Trump in particular and like lock down any accounts reported to them for wishing for his death, uh, that kind of pissed off a lot of people, not because they disagree with the policy, but because they've been getting death threats for years and Twitter hasn't done anything about them, even when they're reported. Uh, there were countless examples of this that were tweeted out. And uh, eventually, after enough people called Twitter out for doing a terrible job actually enforcing this policy, uh, they came back with, We hear the voices who feel that we're enforcing some policies inconsistently. We must agree to do better. And we are working together inside to do so. Hmm. Cool. Speaking of Twitter scandals, though, uh, remember that whole cropping scandal from a few weeks ago where it was discovered that whenever Twitter crops an especially tall or long image for preview, it overwhelmingly favors white people's faces over other faces? Well, they're working on a solution in the actual AI system that does the cropping, uh, but it sounds like they're also considering something that we and many others have suggested. Just let us pick how our photos are cropped for preview, which is great. Yeah, that's what it, like... If I, I did it. notice, no the need other to bring day, AI into the big. The other day, uh, I would—I think I posted something on the Internet Today account. I, uh, it was probably for the uh, live stream that we did earlier mm-hmm. in the week. But they—you can edit what it looks like by selecting one of their pre-made sizes. Yeah. So if it is bigger than a size, you can select one of their pre-made sizes and slide in where. Yeah. Not where the thing would be. So if it's if it's way bigger, you're not gonna be able to do that. Yeah. But if you you conform an image to fit. It will show up that way. Yeah. And they did, like, right after this scandal hit, they did... It, it is so funny because the, the super long, wide ones, they're like, oh, wait, we can just show those as is, and it actually saves space. Mm-hmm. Instead of trying to make it a square, Yeah, you just do a thin sliver, takes up even less of the screen. Why haven't we been doing that this whole time? Smart. But, the, yeah, the, the tall, long ones, they can't do that, or else your feed would just... It would be like when YouTube... Uh, got rid of the character limit on comments, and people were like, "Oh, here we they go." They just published like an entire novel in there. Yeah, yeah. So they can't do that. Just let people choose how you crop. Yeah. Uh, anyways, that's it for this episode. Uh, we're gonna have some more coming up soon. Uh, does Pence have the virus? We don't know. <laughs> conflicting De- reports. Conflicting reports about whether or not Vice President Pence has the virus or not. But uh, Trump, look, it, man, the videos he's put out this week cured. They're great. Hello, it's me, hey, your favorite president. You, you might recognize me. It's me, your favorite president. Incredible. Yeah. Uh, anyways, if you want to get caught up, we've got two videos right over here for you. But uh, make sure to check both of those out. And if you live in the UK, uh, I can't remember the name, Russell uh, whatever, apparently he's a big deal over there. Yeah. We had a clip featured on his show over in the UK. So yeah, it was pretty cool. Very cool. Anyways, uh, check out our other videos over here. And if you're not subscribed already, what are you doing? Hit the button. Hit the button. We'll see you Hit soon. Hit the bell. Bye. Bye.